0: All right, Curtis, now that I've agreed to do this, are we even for the time that I pissed on your... What do you mean? Oh, the mic is on. Delightful. I'm Xander Sullivan, and you're listening to Unfeatured Articles.
1: Hello and welcome to Unfeatured Articles. My name is James Keogh. I am joined, of course, by my lovely co-host. We've got Curtis Lang. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And Hannah Flannery. Hello. And we also have a lovely guest. Yay. Hey Xander Sullivan. The good boy. It is I.
0: Forehead and all. I've I've, I've (laughs) made it.
1: (laughs) Xander Sullivan, uh, tell us a bit about yourself.
0: Um, Well, I am a professional wrestler. That's the the usual icebreaker that... um, that I start these things with assuming this is this is based on the assumption that multiple people want me to get on their podcast this is this is the this, fir- is, your this, pitch. this, this, this is the first one you yeah. Know, this, <laughs> yeah you know I'm, I'm obviously you know i'm very uh very optimistic about my future in the uh the uh the that's not canon future, yeah um, well once per- we have people on unvisited articles
2: Everyone else wants them.
1: It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. This, gotta this, have one this, guy this is my
0: on, this is my ticket to to, to superstar. There was yeah. yeah.
1: one guy who was on this show once. I forgot his name, but he actually went on to go to Sydney. Went to NIDA. What was his um, name? He did. What was his I name? Don't, um, R- I don't remember. Robin
0: his name. McDonald. Something? Robin, it was something
1: Robin, like, Williams. Robin Williams. It was Robin Williams. Robin Williams. He went to NIDA, mm. and we loved. Uh, we saw him off.
0: The, tra- um, the tragedy that um, being on Unfeatured Articles was what motivated him to take his own. Oh home.
2: god! Yikes. <laughs> All right.
1: I mean, yeah, um, I mean he's
2: not wrong
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ
1: uh, let's start off you, you know how this show works
0: don't you Xander yeah know it is don't don't you worry I've listened green. to many an episode of unfeatured articles
2: I, but if I'm you a are <laughs> listener,
3: first time call. <laughs>
2: if you are joining us for the first time mm. this is a show where we browse the internet and specifically Wikipedia yes. to find good comedy gold and browse all those articles do those deep Dives on Wikipedia. Also, yes. you don't have
1: to exactly. Um, we're so, going to start off uh, with our opening segment. We're doing some workshopping with it. Yeah, this is it's the same sort of random article stuff, but uh, this is a new segment called Catchphrase of the Week, uh, wherein we have a phrase, kind of a sort of a Cards Against Humanity style. This blank. Uh, And we fill in the blanks with random articles that we choose using the random article button on Wikipedia.
2: And what's our catchphrase this week, Jazz?
1: This week is, I cannot live without blank. All righty. Everyone load up them random articles. Fantastic. I'll start us off. Here we go. I cannot live without Esmail Band. Yeah? Yeah. You know the the Romanized village Esmail Band? Yep. Can't live without it. Can't live without it.
0: Look, I, I can empathize mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Who Hannah, could? What,
1: what can't you live without?
0: Oh, guys, I can't live without John and Jillian. You know, John I and, know that feel. John and Jillian—they've mm-hmm. just brought so much so much joy to me. Being those um, those characters in the the old Doctor Who uh, comics, you know, mm-hmm. they um, they got me through college with their with their plucky, <laughs> can-do character can do traits really. and hashtag
1: relatable. Yep. Uh, Hannah, what about you?
3: Um. I can't live without Kent V. Flannery.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. You're joking.
3: That is
0: his last name. I don't believe it. Who is Kent V. Flannery?
3: Kent Vaughan Flannery, born 1934, is a North American archaeologist.
0: That is very cool.
1: Amazing. I like that a lot. I can't live without him either. Well, we, we can't it, learn uh, too much
0: more because that's not the point of the, the no, segment. No, yeah, yeah. No. Um, Hannah, Hannah might just change her article. It's true.
3: Let's talk about Kent.
0: Sure. Yeah.
2: Uh, I can't live without list of Christine Aguilera concert tours. Uh, ah,
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. You got to
1: know. You got to
2: know when they're happening.
1: you know, on on me at all times. Just yeah, so I can over and over and just go, good,
2: she's in Puerto Rico. Rico next, all right, yes,
1: good, good, fantastic, and that of course was catchphrase of the week. Catchphrase of the week, putting it down. Catchphrase, and uh, why don't we start the show?
2: Let's. <laughs> Curtis, uh, do you have an article? I do have an article. Let me get it first. Would love uh, that. So, what we're going to talk about? I'm going to talk about uh, a lovely lady who lived during the 1700s called Mary Toft. Okie dokie. Right. Uh, so Mary Toft was an English woman from uh, Golding. Surrey, who in 1726 became the subject of considerable controversy. Ooh. Considerable controversy. What happened? uh, When she tricked doctors into believing she had given birth to rabbits. (laughs) How? (laughs) Let me tell you. What a woman. (laughs) What a woman. What a woman. Icon. Iconic. In 1726, Toft became pregnant. But following her reported fascination with this... for Reported fascination. Mm -hmm. My apologies. (laughs) All good. For my stroke. With the sighting of a rabbit, she miscarried. As you do. Um, Her claim to have given birth to various animal parts prompted the arrival of John Howard, famed Australian Prime Minister. No. John Howard, a local surgeon. (laughs) Oh, I see. (laughs) Who investigated the matter. He delivered several pieces of animal flesh and duly notified other prominent physicians, which brought the case to the attention of Nathaniel St. Andre, Nathaniel St. Andre, surgeon to the royal household of King George I. Oh, okay. This goes all the way to the top. Yeah. San Andre concluded that Toff's case was genuine, but the king also sent surgeon Oh Jesus Syracuse huh, who remained skeptical. Because sure. I'm skeptical but that's a real name. <laughs> By then, quite famous, Toff was brought to London where she was studied in detail. Uh-huh. Where under intense scrutiny and produced no more rabbits, she confessed to the hoax and was subsequently imprisoned as a fraud. No okay. way. Jesus. The resultant public mockery created panic within the medical profession and ruined the careers of several prominent surgeons. Wow. The affair was satirized on many occasions, not least by the uh, pictorial satirist and social critic William Hogarth, who was notably critical of the medical profession's gullibility. Yeah. Toft was eventually released without charge and returned home. That's very funny. Got away. scot Free. scot Free.
1: I
0: mean, like... <sighs> How thick can you get? I mean, <laughs> yeah. how bad I mean, are you at your job that you when this woman comes in and is like, "Hey, gave birth to some rabbits." And you're just like,
3: "Holy I shit." Sure. I
0: knew it. I knew it.
3: Cuz this
2: was the 1700s That's where true. like they were doctors were like I wonder what's going to fucking happen next. I don't know. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> like, this isn't
0: this isn't like the dark ages. This isn't like the 12th century where there was, you know, this people yeah, really coming out of of, like this they, is, they... is post renaissance or yeah, yeah but the
2: renaissance <laughs> <laughs> like we did medicine the renaissance and then we, that cool we're done. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Right?
2: I mean, did
3: she just walk into a room and was like, "Hey, I was just next door. I Pulled a rabbit out of my vag. I like, like she had several animal
2: that? parts, which makes me think that she shoved them up her heart. Yeah, <laughs> but also maybe she's a failed magician. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: a, like a guess very guess where to pull the rabbit from? <laughs> Fuck, very it's dead. Failed Jesus magician. Jesus Christ! Maybe, I need a cover story. Maybe, maybe
0: Mary Tuft was actually um, the uh, the innovator of the old uh, the old ping pong shows, you know. And uh, she just nope. decided to she decided to experiment with rabbits, but found that it didn't. Uh, For didn't, those who might not be aware, Xander what's a ping pong? Yes, yeah, Xander, well,
1: I don't know what that is. Else, but what I what have is a feel
0: it? Listen, guys. It? guys um, um, look, this isn't this no, isn't this isn't my good. article. But uh, for those of you who are presently unaware, mm. a ping pong show is a um, it's a it's a it's an attraction wherein a woman will um, basically fire ping pong balls and other oh, small Santa. small objects. Where will she fire them the, from? Well, they will they will basically be fired like a gun from her vagina. Mm. Mm. So I like to think that Mary Toph was just had this idea in her head, a pioneer. You know? Maybe 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 she saw the future. But she, she, was. she thought she she, went, she didn't she, they, there were no ping pong balls. I don't even know if ping pong had been had been formulated in the 17th <laughs> in the 17th century. What do they have a lot of though? Rabbits. Rabbits. I do have a lot of rabbits. Did she
3: just make eye contact with this one rabbit and that rabbit just like <laughs> stared into her soul and she was like, Oh shit. <laughs> Fuck me. my baby. So yeah. yeah,
1: she looked at a rabbit vor.
2: Reversible.
1: Rever- okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Call back I to see, season one. I see where you're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh I I wish I didn't. Yeah. The I'm longer sorry
3: I, I this think up. about this, the sadder and more upset I get. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Especially with I'm, the
3: ping pong. I'm sorry that I
0: made things considerably worse, guys. Oh, yeah, please. Well,
1: we started with with vagina magicians yeah, between this and, and the like Robin couldn't
0: really between this and the Robin Williams quip. I think yeah. that I've brought the tone down just to- a. <laughs>
3: Just and now tad. we're sad. Now
1: we're sad right. about a lot of things. Alright. So let's go a little bit deeper. Oh, into please. What into happened, her. happened here? Into the rabbit
3: hole. <laughs> <laughs>
2: into the rabbit hole. I
3: love this family
2: podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think there has anything been anything further from a family no, podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We earned uh, that explicit tag on yeah. iTunes. Yeah. We got it. <laughs> The first the like, the like, first five words out of my mouth, one of them was fuck on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, one of the first things- I'm so edgy. All right. So the poor woman, <laughs> Mary Toft, was 24 <laughs> or 25 years old. She mm-hmm. was baptized Mary Denver on 21st of February, 1703, the daughter of John and Jane Denver. Basic bitch names, but all right. In 1720, she married Joshua Toft, a journeyman clother, and together the couple have three children, Mary, Anne, and James. As okay. in, were any of them rabbits? None of them were rabbits. Okay. Okay. Right. <coughs> Sorry, I just joke. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Phil for me. Fill for me. Are you okay? <laughs> Phil, goddammit. Um, How about
0: that local sports team, throat? guys?
1: Oh, we're experiencing some technical issues. Uh, you know so if Curtis
0: is drop dead live on the air. Oh,
1: what oh, a good God, can, would you release that, would that podcast? Oh yeah, yeah, you that better because like it would get those clicks.
0: It'd be what Curtis would
2: have wanted exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, Yo. as an 18th century English peasant, circumstances dictated that when in 1726 Toft again became pregnant, she continued working in the fields as tradition dictated. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure why <laughs> that is a thing. I mean, three that. kids, you can have some rest. 4 i mean don't take us for a joke <laughs> love. <laughs> were they were they that understaffed yeah i would assume so oh well, i just clicked on the childbirth wikipedia page
1: here we that's the real that's the article <laughs>
2: yeah uh, oh dear and she continued working in the field she complained of painful complications early in the pregnancy and in early august ingested several pieces of flesh wait she <clears throat> ingested oh ingested the opposite. I didn't oh, think no. As didn't big as that my arm. Word. Oh, no. Several pieces of flesh as big as my arm. Quotation marks. Oh. This may have been the result of an abnormality of the developing placenta, which would have caused the embryo to stop developing and blood clots and flesh to be ejected. Ah. Jesus fucking Christ. That's oh, horrific. That ain't pleasant. That is, I. Mm. Toft went into labor. On 27th of September, yeah. her neighbour was caught and watched as she produced several animal parts. The neighbour then showed <laughs> the pieces to her mother.
1: Aima, hey, look mm. at this. Look at
2: this animal. "Aima, <laughs>
1: hey,
3: get in here.
0: <laughs> what?
3: At he's done. We, the don't, the tail we, don't,
0: and a we don't need to hunt tonight. We've already got oh. our meat. Meat's
3: back got on the, the menu, menu, boys. boys. Oh, oh, fucking um. hell. <laughs>
2: This neighbour then showed the pieces to her mother uh-huh. and to her mother-in-law. Oh, just we all I know how to win over Jeremy's mom.: Yeah, this
3: <laughs> reminds me of like when all the dads like stand around a car trying to like with their hands on the trying to the figure meat out what's
2: further. going on. Seems a problem with the alternator. Okay, yes, mother-in-law Ann Toft, who by chance was a midwife, oh but nice, not no. related to Mary Toft. Oh, okay. Anitoff sent the flesh to John Howard. Yep. Fuck. So, <laughs> I, so I'll like an envelope? Jesus. I'll just pack this up and I'll send it away in the post. I often send flesh
1: to John Howard. <laughs> just as a that's my hobby. That's his hobby. <laughs> yeah. It's his kink.
3: <laughs> this uh, is the most horrific thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, is this is terrible This continually gets worse. Anitoff sent the
2: flesh to 30 uh, years Initially Howard dismissed the notion that Toft had given birth to animal parts. Uh-huh. A doy. But the next day, despite his reservations, he went to see her and showed him more pieces of the previous night's exertions. They
3: kept it. Exertions, uh-huh. they
2: saying, But on examining Mary, he found nothing. When Mary again went into labor, appearing to give birth to several more animal parts, Howard returned to continue his investigations. According to a contemporary account of, on 9th of November, over the next few days, he delivered three legs of a cat of a tabby <gasps> color oh, no. and one leg of a rabbit. The guts were as a cat's, and in them were three pieces of the backbone of an eel. Wait, okay, so we know this is a fraud, right? Apparently. So, like, therefore, the thing that
1: did happen in real life- Was she shoved
2: them up her couch?
1: But she had to cut those legs off that cat. And oh, sure. So, this she, woman's insane. I yeah, think we've gathered that. I think that, like, probably worse than giving birth to- uh, you know, animal parts is the thing that she actually did, yeah, which is heinous. Guys,
0: um, I don't want to S- say that this, uh, this hasn't been touched on over the, the course of this discussion about, mm. um, about Miss Anne Toft, but um, <laughs> <laughs> why
3: did she do this? Tell me why. We're going to get to it. What, what is okay. her if name? If you stop interrupting <laughs> me, I'll let <laughs> okay. get to no, it. absolutely. What <laughs> is her name? Because even though you've said it five times, I Mary- think Mary- me and Xander have to <laughs>
2: use Mary- several Mary different Toft, generic
3: sorry. women names.
2: So, Yes. And then, so, this doctor, right, he sent letters to uh, a colleague of his. Um, So, Nathaniel Sanandre, right? Yep. Uh, Sanandre would ultimately detail the contents of one of these letters in his pamphlet. A short narrative and an extraordinary delivery of rabbits. Sure. Sir, since I wrote to you, I have taken or delivered the poor woman of three more rabbits. All three half-grown, one of them, a done rabbit. The last leaped 23 hours in the uterus before it died. What? It's old timey speak. I'm struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as the eleventh rabbit was taken away, up leaped the twelfth rabbit, which is now leaping. I don't know what in this context leaping means.
1: Does I mean like, like 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 hopping, like, like doing the rabbit thing? If you that have the any curious do. person
2: that is pleased to come post, may see another leap in her uterus. Jeez. Oh. leap as in like leper? No, as in like well, like, how, how is it's it's it spelled? L e a p. So leap, like jump. <sighs> Like, no, rabbit, I'm guessing, I'm like, okay with move, that. move. Like, bunny hop. I am, In sir, your universe. humble servant. I am here
3: repeating. Hey, <laughs> Dot. I am.
2: Another little Hamilton a reference for the gang. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <coughs> With a rabbit okay. <laughs> That's my favourite song. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. Examine
2: <laughs> so, Okay, let's do We're going to jump forward because this, this is a very Leap long forward. article. Okay. Printed in the early days of New Papers, the story became a national sensation. Mm-hmm. Uh, rabbit stew and jugged hair disappeared from the dinner table. <laughs> Fucking fair. Yeah, fair. While as unlikely as the story sounded, many physicians felt compelled to see Toft for themselves. Fucking fair. Yeah. Uh, political writer John Harvey later told his friend Henry Fox that every creature in town, both man and woman, have been to see and feel her. Ooh, weird phrase. All right. The perpetual emotions, noises, and rumblings in her belly are something prodigious. All the eminent physicians, surgeons, and mid man slash midwives in London are there day and night to watch her next production.
3: Oh,
0: so and watch the show. Kids. <laughs> yeah, she's not a bloody bearded lady. Come on. Guys, yeah, I told you, it's the, I it's the 17th <laughs> century ping pong. Show. Yeah. yeah, I
3: haven't seen the greatest. Anderson, Andrew Strick- <laughs> yeah. Anderson Andrews strict
2: controls. <laughs> Toft was studied by a number of eminent physicians and surgeons, including John Mulberry, uh, who I have no idea who that is, and I don't really care. He was a proponent of material impression, a widely held belief that conception and pregnancy could be influenced by what the mother dreamt or saw. Oh, again, the 1700s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. warned pregnant women that the over over familiarity with household pets could cause their children to resemble those pets. It makes so much sense. It (laughs) makes too much sense. He was reportedly happy to attend Toft, pleased that her case appeared to vindicate his theories. Of course. But man midwife James Douglas, like Manningham, presumed that the affair was a hoax, and despite San Andres' repeated invitations, kept his distance. Yeah. Don't want to muddle his hands with that shit. Look fair. Um, Douglas was one of the country's most respected autonomous and was well-known man midwife. Whereas St. Andrew was uh, often considered to be a member of the court only because of his ability to speak the king's native German. Oh. Scandal. Very scandalous. St. Andre, therefore, desperately wanted to, the the two to attend Toft after George I's ascension to the throne. Uh, this is this. Blah, 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 blah. blah confe- confession. Cool. The hoax was uncovered on 4th of December. Had begun. Uh, Thomas Onslow had begun an inv- investigation of his own and discovered that the past month, Toff's husband, Joshua, had been buying young rabbits. <gasps> okay, here we go. This is how she did it. Convinced he had enough evidence to proceed, in a letter to physician Sir Hans Sloan, he wrote that the affair had alarmed most of England and that he would soon publish his findings. The same day, Thomas Howard, a porter at the Bagn... Agneo confessed to Justice of the Peace Sir Thomas Clarks that he had been bribed by Toff's sister in law, Margaret, to sneak a rabbit into Toff's chamber. So it's a family business. Oh, my God. When arrested and questioned, Mary denied the accusation, whilst Margaret, under Douglas's interrogation, claimed that she had obtained the rabbit for eating only. Sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Likely I story. told my sister of having sent for a rabbit and I desired her to give it to the porter to be carried away, which my sister did, saying she would not have it known for a thousand pounds. I have no idea what that means. No I mean- He <laughs> <It> may have <laughs> examined Toft and thought something remained in the cavity of her uterus. Lovely. And so he successfully persuaded Clarks to allow her to remain at the Bagneo. Douglas, who had been vi- then be visited by Tofts, questioned her on three or four occasions, each time for several hours. After several days of this, Manningham threatened to perform a painful operation on her. Jesus! Mm. And on seventh of December, in the presence of Manningham, Douglas, John Montague, and Frederick Calvert, Toft finally confessed. Following her miscarriage, and while her service permitted access, an accomplice had inserted into her womb the claws and body of a cat oh. and the head of a rabbit.
1: Oh, no. They had
2: also invented a story in which Toff claimed that during her pregnancy and while working in the field, she had been startled by a rabbit and had since become obsessed with rabbits.
0: Jesus mm, Christ. For why? La-
2: for life. La- but why? But why, the <laughs> why, <though? laughs> why are you doing this? For later, p- um, perturitations, animal parts have been inserted into her v- vagina. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pressed again by Manningham and Douglas... She made a further admission on 8th of December and another on 9th of December before being sent to Toothill Fields, Bridewell, charged on the statute of Edward III as a vile cheat and imposture. Yeah. In her earlier unpublished confessions, she blamed the entire affair on a range of other participants, from her mother-in-law to John Howard. <laughs> I also would blame John <laughs> yeah. Howard in this situation. I blame a lot of things on John oh, Howard. John Howard. Um, she also claimed that a travelling woman told her how to insert the rabbits into her body. A travelling woman? <laughs> Just <laughs> potion seller. <laughs> I need your strongest potions.
1: You must stick a rabbit in your van. It's <laughs> the only
2: way. Rabbits into her body and how such a scheme would ensure that she would never want as long as she lived. Right, so that's her motive here. She was trying to get famous and get money from patrons. Oh, okay. The British Journal reported that on 7th January 1727, she appeared at the course of quarter sessions at Westminster, charged for being an abominable cheat and imposter in pretending to be delivered of several monstrous births. Mm. Classic crime.
1: She's the 1700s version of Balloon Boy. Do you guys remember (laughs) Balloon Boy? I do not. This is the... the, So there was this family... Anna remembers Balloon Boy... Uh, there was a family who was building this big, like, weather balloon and their son allegedly climbed in when it was going up into the air. And so there was this massive news story about this kid stuck in a balloon uh, and they managed to get him down safely. And that family ended up doing, like, all these news interviews and stuff like this. Yeah. Um. But it eventually came out that, oh, I don't know if it was confirmed or not, but it was very likely that this was a hoax, that the parents were just, like, that they staged hey, get in
2: this
3: get in this
1: balloon, or we don't know if the I think the boy was in the I don't know was the boy I think in he the was balloon in the attic? Yeah, he was in the attic. That's right, he was hiding. And because like you'd see interviews, and they'd be asking the boy like these direct questions, and he would just be like looking at his parents, and like had like he would speak in this way that wasn't natural. That's insane. And it was like yeah,
0: it was crazy. It's like it's like it's like don Girl almost. It's like Gone Girl. It's like that time Bart Simpson like allegedly fell down a well. Yeah, except what with was the correlation? There. I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's I thought, like Gone I Girl, it. and then yes. in the same <laughs>
2: sentence, it's like that time Bart Simpson fell down a it's well. It's like those two things. Uh, public outcry, yeah. lies, All of, right, et okay, I see the correlation. This
3: article, like the entire time, danced so like neatly around. The, like, explicit details, and then in the conclusion, it was like, yeah, they oh, really then. did shove, like, <laughs> a whole frickin' cat and several Exposed. rabbits up a vag.
2: Bring us home.
1: What, My uh, goodness,
3: I cannot think of anything more horrific.
2: Following the hoax, the medical profession's gullibility became the target of a great deal of public mockery. Mm-hmm. Um, the timing of Toff's confession proved awkward for St. Andre, who on 3rd of December had published his 40-page pamphlet, a short narrative on an extraordinary delivery of rabbits. Oh, Somewhat no. awkward. Oh, boy. On this document, the surgeon has staked his reputation, <laughs> and although it offers a more empirical account of the Toff case than earlier, more fanciful couple publications about reproduction in general, ultimately it was derided. St. Andre recanted his views on 9th of December 1726. Following the death of Sir uh, Samuel Molyneux from poisoning, He married Molyneux's widow Elizabeth. Oh, so he he found life in a happy place there in the end. This did little to impress his peers. Ah. (laughs) It was the 1700s. Marrying a widow was not. Molyneux's cousin accused him of the poisoning. Oh. A charge that St. Andre defended by suing for defamation. But the careers of St. Andre and his wife were permanently damaged. Yeah, as he would. Manningham? Desperate to exculpate himself, published in a diary of his observations of Mary Toft, together with account of her confession to the fraud on twelfth of December. In it, he suggested that Douglas had been fooled by Toft and concerned with his image, Douglas replied by publishing his own account. <laughs> Using the pseudonym Lover of Truth and Learning, mm. Wanker. In 1727, <laughs> Douglas also published The Scooterkin Dissected. Yeah. Okay. Good title. Um, anyway, crowds reportedly mobbed Toothill Fields Bridewell for months, hoping to catch a glimpse of the now infamous Toft. By this time, she had become quite ill, and while incarcerated, had her portrait drawn by John uh, Laguery. Hmm. She was ultimately discharged. The Toft family made no profit from the affair, and Meritoff returned to Surrey in February 20, uh, 1728. She gave birth to a cow. No, no. I d- yeah. She gave birth to her daughter Elizabeth, noted in the Goulmee Parish Register as her first child after her pretended <laughs> rabbit breeding. There you go. But,
0: um, a happy ending was was Elizabeth human. Elizabeth was human. Okay. Yeah. Glad, huh? yeah. Yeah.
2: Except
1: it's that like last bit from Thriller where like Elizabeth looks into <laughs> the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> just see the ears. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. see the <laughs> rabbit ears. Curse of the rabbit. Oh man,
2: um, that article that was, went for a lot longer than I thought yeah. it was going to. But uh, no, it was worth it. it we was didn't we needed to know what the fuck was going
0: on. That was yeah.
1: horrifying. A lot of, oh, it was
3: yeah. very heavily punctuated with screams of yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Up-head. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Xander um, Sullivan. You've come with us today. Have you come prepared? I have, I have indeed. And in all of the various times that I've, uh, I've, I've, I've begged the my beloved friends to be on unfeatured articles. That is
2: not hyperbole. He has begged
0: a lot. Yeah, on his knees. But we're
2: in a position of power to be like, ha, ha, yeah, no, not ha, to ha. Necessarily.
0: no, no, please. Anyway, on yes. all of the times I have said it, they say that they're like, oh, Xander, you should, you should come. But we'll do in a, uh, we'll do in a uh, themed episode. We'll do, hmm. we'll do a cool like, little wrestling themed one for you. How condescending! Um, <laughs> <No>. But <laughs> how dare we pinhole But not, you? but not, but not inaccurate. The one that I brought today does relate to my, uh, to my profession because I'm about to tell you and the uh, assembled listeners on the uh, That's Not Canada Productions listening network mm-hmm. about the single most fucked man in the entire wrestling history and possibly the world. We've, uh, we've recently, uh, you know, the movie Glass has come out, which uh, shows the sure. beast, you know, this, oh, this superhuman freak of a man. And I got to say, this is, this, the beast is nothing compared Ooh. to the man, the myth, the legend known as Haku now now I know there are plenty of studio Ghibli listeners um on here, but uh, mm-hmm. no no not, the, <laughs> listeners. Not, not listeners, viewers on the listening right now, yeah, but yeah, yeah. uh the studio not Ghibli not, Ghibli not the <clears throat> stupid way haku. No, no. no. so <clears throat> Tonga uh Uliuli Fifta is a Tongan semi-retired professional wrestler, best known for his appearances in WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling as Haku. Okay. He's also known for his time in World Championship Wrestling, where he wrestled under the name Meng. Ooh. Now, basically, Haku is one of those people in, in wrestling. So if you mention like his name, they will say, oh, holy shit, because he's reg- commonly regarded as the single most tough man in professional wrestling. Yeah. And part of that is because of the fact that there have been a number of incidents... That truly are just absolutely insane. Okay, I'll read you out a few of the the highlights. Um, Please. Let's see. What was a? Here we go. Let's see. I'm just trying to find. I'm trying to because there's so many that I'm really trying to like make sure that I get the get the the, the,
2: get, the, the best of the best.
0: Yes. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Um, one story that was recounted was when it took 15 guys to get him out of a bar with Ric Flair. He was pepper sprayed, laughed at the cops, and broke the handcuffs right in front of them. Hell
2: yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ, That's that's insane.
0: Yes. Um, let's find another one. On March 5th, 1989, Haku got into an altercation with some men at the Baltimore airport who called wrestling fake. And during the fight, mm-hmm. Haku bit off the nose of one of the men. Oh, fucking hell, God. what? Fifth said, Yeah, I was in Baltimore airport. There was a hotel there. We were staying at another hotel, the Marriott or something. <laughs> there was another hotel there, though. It was hopping at the time. The music was playing, and it was packed. It was during the week, I believe. Me and Siva Afi were there, and we we're there were a bunch of baby faces, good guys, sure. yeah, um, at the bar. So we oh, so
2: that's, that's that's a term for good guys. Yeah. yeah so, so baby, was, okay. a
0: baby face is a good guy. A heel is a bad guy. Gosh, and this yeah. and this was during the time where it was actually we're not really. It wasn't yeah, really we that in. common knowledge that um, professional wrestling, you know, isn't strictly.
2: A bit more staged, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so anyway, he and Siva Afi went over, and there were lots of baby faces there at the bar. So we went and sat in the other corner away from them when they were ready (laughs) to close. We had a few drinks, and on our way out, there was just five guys sitting there. Of course, the thing came out the fake stuff hey, you guys, those with those wrestlers, the the fake wrestlers on TV, you know, I've I've gotten that, it's made me mad. Not so mad that I've bit a guy's nose off, but (laughs) um, I said, yeah. I'll show you. And I reached over without thinking. There are four other guys there. Grabbed his face and bit his nose off. Oh, then the fight started. <gasps> Me and Seba kind of <laughs>
1: then the fight started. So he instigated the whole thing by doing
0: the yeah, nose. Dude, bite. I mean, like I don't want to say that it's a pretty natural response. If if Curtis and I were at the bar uh-huh. and we just saw some guy like grab James and bite his nose off. I oh, think
3: Oh, I'd kill that man. I think
0: fists would uh, be likely to uh to fly. I think that's there. one
3: of the
2: few instances where I reckon you should be allowed to throw a punch at a dude if yeah, he bites right? your mate's nose exactly. off. Yeah, but like the
0: reputation <laughs> that
2: this guy had. <laughs> the
3: police had are like, what's happening? Oh, wait, proceed. Thank oh, yeah,
0: you. please. The reputation that this guy had was insane, though. Jake the Snake Roberts said during one of his interviews, if I had a gun and was sitting inside of a tank with one shell left and Haku is 500 yards away, he's mine, right? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is jump out of the tank and shoot myself because I don't want to wound that son of a bitch and have him mad at me. <laughs> oh man, let's what see, a crazy man. I'm, I know it's just like absolutely insane. Also, cousins of the Rock. Really, I
2: was about to ask that. Yeah, because the Rock's father. Yeah, was a. Pro wrestler, Pro wrestler, as was his grandfather, <laughs> as <laughs> was his grandfather, and he his grandfather. <laughs> uh, his grandfather, I believe, was a <laughs> mountain. A mountain.
0: Yeah, you know, you got the rock. Is
2: this a Woodnieshmauana bit? <laughs> no, no, no. The <laughs> rock, and then his dad,
1: the boulder, and then his granddad, the
0: mountain. It's gonna be really funny when the um when the rock eventually dies from uh like a, an explosion in a paper factory. You know, pa- yeah, pa- paper paper covers rock or something like that. <laughs> that um, was that was just. Really bad, yeah, man. Um, I, I'm not <laughs> going. To...
2: No, um, The Rock's grandfather was a, a, It was either Tongan or Samoan, and I'm, I'm not quite sure. Sure, where, so it, my apologies, but yeah. um, and he was actually a chief. Oh, uh, and so he, yeah. like, he had all the chief tattoos and cool. to become like a chief. Like The Rock did, a, did talked about it on Graham Norton. Oh yeah. Um, and to become a chief, apparently, got to be um, tattooed from your knees all the way up to your neck. Yeah, apparently, oh. like entirely, including. Yeah. The, thank you, Xander. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, you man mate Uh huh. Um, anyway, so yeah, but apparently <laughs> <laughs> it's slightly more c- courteous.
0: <laughs> oh, I get. Man. It. Yeah, uh, guys, I'm courteous. Oh, <laughs> All right, hey. I'll give you. I'll give you a couple more. A uh, couple more fucked haku stories Please. because they they really are just 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 absolutely fucked. Um, where's the one that I just found? There we go. Sorry, I'm just, there's like so many of them. Just just like,
3: like thinking music? Da, 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 da. Oh, here we go, here we go. All right. In a shoot, in a
0: shoot interview, um, legendary wrestling manager Bobby the Brain Heen and talked extensively about Haku and referred to him as the toughest man he had ever met. The most extreme story he shared was in regards to a bar fight in which he claimed Haku took his two fingers on his right hand, his index finger and his trigger finger, and reached into the guy's mouth and broke off the guy's bottom teeth. Oh, uh, oh the hook. The sheer oh, fucking—that's oh, not a fish
2: hook. That's a shark hook. That's a shark hook right there.
0: Yeah, he said if he hadn't Wolf, been there and huh? seen it, if he hadn't been there and seen it himself, he wouldn't believe it. Heenan said was he was also cl- very close friends with legendary wrestler Andre the Giant, and claimed that the only two men in the world that Andre feared haku was one of them yes and i mean fair like if the if a man just has the sheer power to um and the sheer willingness to be mm. able to cause to such a physical bit damage out of your skull yeah to <gasps> out to, of your literal skull hey guys guys rate my bit yeah 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 no. yeah Get it because he's uh he's pulling a bit out of his uh anyway oh, um no but yeah like this, just the sheer like being willing to do that as well is just absolutely fucked but yeah. like hean does praise praise yeah. him as a good-hearted family man and like all he really wanted was just to be able to just to be able to feed his family he's a softy and and with heart. teeth with teeth yeah all right give us one more hockey all, right, all right one more and then we'll we'll call it we'll call it there all right uh this is the this oh my god this one is this one is fucked Kevin Sullivan, no relation, um, (laughs) told a story to WWE Classics about when he and Haku went to a tavern to grab a few beers before heading to their hotel. According to Sullivan, it was obvious that he and Haku weren't locals. So when they walked into the bar, a guy playing pool called Meng a, quote, horrible derogatory word. Um, The next thing I knew is that Haku um, Googles the guy like Mr. Spock. Goozles, I should say. and then, like, grabs him by the throat. Oh, I see. Um, It was fast and furious. He then grabbed another guy who tried to get involved and knocked him unconscious. After that things got even crazier. Meng bit through the guy's shirt like a wolf, bit a chunk out of the guy's back, and then spit on the floor. He said, it's time to go. Sullivan said that as they drove from the bar, he saw police cars pulling into the parking lot, but authorities didn't pursue them, and no charges were filed. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Like, I I would love to think that uh, i convey a certain, like, level of uh, of physical physical presence, you know, Um, but I don't think... I could, and I don't think I even really want to have the the level of reputation uh, that Haku did. Do you do you, Do you think I can be the the Haku of the Good Time Boys, guys? Do you think I? Do you think I should? No. <laughs> yeah.
2: No. Right. Get his views. I could see it. Yeah. You uh,
0: know. I'm upset. <laughs> Hannah's been just traumatized by these yeah, stories. Yeah, it's
3: like body horror shit, man. For real, though. Uh, this Lord. has
0: been this has been quite a graphic what a, episode. Yeah, a graphic oh, episode. Dear. Anyway, so that is my article. Haku, the man. The, the myth. myth. The fucking legend. The absolute legend.
3: I'm physically uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> Hannah, bring us home with a wholesome article.
3: Yeah, what do you um, got? Okay, well, I was going to talk about Disney World. So Yay! that's
1: the biggest Yay! change of pace. Good,
2: what a change of pace. Guys, what we're doing on Articles is the only show where you'll get to talk about Disney and Haku, the man the, who a nose off. Yes.
1: So um,
3: my article is uh, Epcot, not the place uh known from the vine. It's like... Epcot ball. <laughs> Epcot who, do you, who, who do you think the prettiest girl in school is? The Epcot ball. Okay, so Epcot is uh, at the moment, it, what it is like now is one of the four theme parks at Disney World. Yes. So uh, Disney it's a giant
2: golf ball looking one, isn't it? Yep, yeah, that's yeah. the one.
3: So um, Disney World uh, opened in 1971. It is the land owned by Disney in Florida is roughly 100 k's squared. Yeah. So 100Ks is here to the sunny coast.
4: Yes. Uh,
3: It is only uh, only half of that land has been used and it comprises of four theme parks, two water parks, 27 themed resort hotels, nine non-Disney hotels, golf courses, a camping resort and other entertainment venues. But what it was originally going to be was something completely different. So what Epcot stands for is Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. Its purpose was to be a real city that would never cease to be a blueprint of the future designed to be designed to stimulate American ideas for urban living. The Mm. city was planned to be a company town. The Epcot idea was part of Walt Disney's original plan for the property near Orlando, Florida. So, uh, in the 1960s, Walt Disney, who, by this time, had many grandchildren began to worry about the future of the world they would inhibit. He was especially worried about modern cities, which he believed were hectic, disorganized, dirty, and crime-ridden, a, fi- a far cry from his clean and controlled Disneyland park in California. Uh, so what he proceeded to do was uh, s- establish several dummy corporations, mm. so like fronts basically, and mm. they went in and bought a of Fuck ton of land in Florida it was which was like super cheap because they didn't know it was Disney oh. and also because it was all swamp yeah sure and because uh, yeah let's
2: not forget Disneyland is just built on top of like swamp
0: pretty much it's just, it's just yeah, yeah. yeah. Know it's, that. It's, it's the bio like yeah. oh they they are in they are in Florida yeah. that yeah. does make an awful lot of sense
3: so yeah so How'd um, they get all the gators out
0: or are they just still there
3: uh side note they didn't uh, a couple of years ago a kid was um, dragged away no by an alligator Yikes. at Disney World yes it's so the out the most front of the magical ma- place on Earth. Earth. out the front of the magic kingdom is a giant man-made lagoon uh, with several resorts bordering on it a croc got into it yes Oh my god, they're they're everywhere in yeah. Florida, and like even though they like
2: croc or an alligator.
3: alligator,
1: alligator, alligator, right? Um,
3: even though they keep an eye on it, a you're not supposed to go in the water. They like had signs up, and a yeah. kid went like wading into the water, and he got dragged away.
1: Fucking
0: hell. horrifying.
2: That's insane. Anyway, back to the promising <laughs> vision <laughs> so of tell tomorrow. Us about this
1: fun town. All right. So. Oops. I've Thinking lost music. It.
2: Da, 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 da. Hey James, yeah, what you wearing today, buddy? Oh, I'm wearing a pineapple shirt. You wearing a pineapple a shirt? Pineapple pineapple shirt. Welcome to our <laughs> segue okay. chat and shirt <laughs> chat.
3: Okay, so Walt devised a way to make full use out of the Florida property with EPCOT as its central attraction. All guests would enter and leave Disney World in the same general area. Mm-hmm. So EPCOT was going to include a city yep. with a um, like sort of like a. Cityscape in the center, mm. a outer ring of like high density um, flats, units, um, yeah, mm-hmm. whatnot, and then an outer ring of um, like low density family living and whatnot, yeah. and like lots of green places. Um, it was so. I'm gonna put the article down because I like. You it's, know, a very, it's a very big, long, con- yeah, 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 Basically, what happened was um, well. Passed away before the um, site began, like anything began development. Mm. And his brother, Roy stepped in.
2: Froze him and put him underneath. Yeah. He's in, he's in like one there. of the
3: eskies out the back. Yes. Um. So Roy, his brother, came out of retirement. I move Walt's
0: head. Put the,
2: put the carton down. <laughs> go on. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't
3: want
0: to have to go polish Walt today, you know? I, it's 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 dank and cold down there, but man, we got to, you know? Otherwise, he's just going to get moldy. You
1: guys got any yeah. room for these twoies, new? Oh, yeah, just move
4: Walt.
2: <laughs>
1: just move Walt. <laughs> <over> <laughs> just to the There's there. a new twoies? <laughs>
0: what sort of world are we living oh, yeah, in? Is this? That's what like Trigger's is reawakening. He just First, like (laughs) there's a new Tui. Put me back in. Sorry, no, you're
3: good. So, um, what happened was uh, Walt passed away Mm -hmm. before they started um, building anything on the Disney Disney World property. Um, Roy, his brother, who and his lifelong partner, came out of um, retirement to oversee the um, like building of Mm. Disney World. Yeah, all right. But what happened was once Walt was dead. And he was the one spearheading for it to be a community and like a place to live mm-hmm. and an actual like community of tomorrow. Yeah. He, he, they immediately, everyone that was on board, which was like a very few tentative few, were immediately like, nah. Yeah. So Roy compromised and put and started building the Magic Kingdom, which is the first of the four parks, mm. and um, put that in the very back corner of the <laughs> property um, with the goal of eventually being able to build. Epcot, yeah, yeah. Um, so that opened on October first, nineteen seventy one, um, and then Roy actually passed away less than three months later. No way. Yeah. yeah. So he managed to see it open and then tapped out. Came tapped
1: out. <laughs> all right. Good job, so, boys. Bye.
3: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of sad what like what what Disney wanted it to be. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. what it, then what it came be when it was like in the hands of investors and whatnot. But what's mm. kind of cool is all of the things that. Um, are no longer, like they were going to be a part of Epcot, but are Mm. still there. Um, There were going to be no cars in the city. Oh, true. Uh, Yeah. There was going to be an underground tunnel. No resident of the city was going to be able to um, see like the background Mm. stuff, the like cogs turning and whatnot. Um, So there was going to be underground parking, underground roads, um, and that translates into At the Magic Kingdom, which is where I worked. There are underground tunnels. Yeah. And that's oh, okay. where all of those um, service vehicles and whatnot come through. Yeah. Oh. Um, the, cat, the Disney catacombs. Yeah, basically. Yeah. They dank. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they um, dank.
3: Lo- uh, tying in with the um, no cars thing, yeah. the main source of transportation was going to be the monorail, which does run through. Monorail. Monorail.
2: Monorail. <laughs> monorail. <laughs> Monorail. Is
1: there monorail? a chance the track monorail. could
3: bend?
2: Not a chance, my handsome friend.
3: <laughs> yeah. So there's a monorail that runs around the edge of that lagoon that I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. And the other one was going to be called the People Mover, which is sort of a um, – the vehicle itself doesn't have any motor or any wheels on it. The mm. um, There's a motor and a constant belt running through the track itself. Okay. Cool. Uh, that is on display in Tomorrowland, and um, that's really cool. And inside the city itself – um, there were going to be different, like, themed areas, like restaurants and shops and whatnot. Um, and the they were all going to be themed to different countries and cultures um, and have, like, different little pavilions. And the city itself was also going to be designed to be constantly – no one was going to own their own house. It was going oh, to be okay. renting only. So they could have control over being able to constantly upgrade, constantly sure. like, be able to develop all of this new technology yeah. and whatnot. Um, and that has gone into what is now Epcot, the golf ball. Yeah. So it's got uh, Future World and World Showcase. Mm. Future World has a bunch of different like uh, rides and attractions based on like technology and uh, like how the world works. And then World Showcase is all of these pavilions and um, like around. Like, another little lagoon, different countries and whatnot. Cool. Um. So, there, like, while it is sad that, like, that sort of core idea mm. that, like, it was going to be a place a to live. functioning city. Yeah. Mm. It was going to be, like, a pinnacle of research and technology and whatnot. Mm. And they made a theme park out of it. It yeah. still does kind of live on. That said, like,
1: the concept of it that, you know, Disney sort of pitched. I can't see it not to like. I've re- I've read enough dystopian young yeah, adult yeah, novels yeah, yeah, yeah. To, like <laughs> to be like no. Mm, 1984. Yeah, like, you know, the giver. They would <laughs> be
3: watching you like twenty four seven. Like yeah. you wouldn't own your own house.
1: We already live in a world where Disney owns most
0: things. Think, like imagine if they own do... Disney, also owns your house. Exactly yeah. Yeah. right. Like
1: we did
2: but, a whole show about how much shit Disney owns. Exactly.
1: Um, but you know, I, I see the merit in what. Disney wanted, which is to kind of have this city which is constantly advancing and constantly mm, yeah. at the cutting edge of I guess that would, that, that was
2: Walt Disney's goal. Yes. He that and to high five the Nazis, but yeah, he that was too.
3: like he um that like that sort of um controversy came from. He hosted a like far right wing Wow not po- politician, but some wanker. Yeah. Um he was like a he was constantly making new shit and like he was a really cool dude. Apart from being a bit of a massive racist, um, <laughs> also. So, mm, yeah. mm, but like, yeah, it's kind of cool—the constant like development and yeah,
0: yeah, it's a cool concept. Yeah. Did you actually go while you were while you were in Florida? Like, did you actually visit Epcot?
3: Yeah, did um, I? So I didn't have my own car over there, and um, everything. Ubers are super expensive, so the only place like the buses where like. My at my housing complex would go were to like Disney property, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I got in for free. So yeah, nice. I did. Quite is, a lot.
0: It, is it any good?
3: Um, I really liked Epcot when I first got there, but then I thought it was kind of shit. By really? the end of <laughs> <laughs> but but you can go. meet Baymax from Big Hero Six, oh, well and then I give it's him big Hundred percent worth it. Ten out of yeah. ten. Ten would out of ten. It is it like but a like, real
1: like, Baymax? Is like he's fully a, functioning. Uh, like he heals people. He's
3: it's a man in a blow up suit.
1: So what now? Nothing. It's I it's Baymax. Is there? Oh, okay, good. There. Right. Um, yeah. good. <laughs> <So> he, <laughs> Side note. Um, just, uh,
2: he he doesn't know. Just, oh, we try to keep try to keep him hey, sheltered. What are you for you guys about? About? Uh, we need to preserve some innocence. All thing. right. Um, um, want to watch? Want to watch Incredibles later? Oh, I, w- I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tickets. I do. I do want to yeah, watch Incredibles. Right. Later. I was yeah.
1: watching Incredibles.
3: Tickets on opening day of Disney World were. Three dollars fifty for over eighteen, something like two dollars fifty for uh, twelve to eighteen-year-olds, and free for kids under twelve. No way. Uh, three dollars fifty in nineteen seventy-one is about twenty dollars today for a one-day one-park ticket. It's a hundred bucks. Yeah. And then, um, like annual passes and whatnot, are like several seven. thousand dollars. Woof. Woof. And you got Woof. in for
2: three. Free. I said three. <laughs> you got for three. And you got in for three. I did. <laughs> <laughs> But what was oh, the man. real cost,
3: my sanity? <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> a year of your life.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, you said yes to being the new host on this show. So, yeah,
1: there Welcome. goes
3: that sanity. <laughs> what, are um, we, what? 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 Anyway, what are we at, well, James? What time
2: are we at?
1: Yeah, I, well, I was going to say we are egregiously over time. Uh, I wonder if we have a, a stunning selection of articles. I would, I would love to do mine, but I feel like it would take us to uh, probably the hour mark. So that's fine. All right, that's fine. We've done it before. I thought
2: you were going to say an hour and a half. We're just giving the people more content. It's true.
1: You guys do love content. Famously. Uh, All right. I'm going to talk to you guys about uh, a little film series uh, called Sharknado. Fuck yeah. Oh, my
3: God. James had like a little smirk on. I was like, oh, where's it going? Where are we going? Where are we going?
1: So Sharknado, the film series. Yeah. Uh, Sharknado, Sharknado is a series of American disaster horror comedy science fiction films Released by Sci-Fi, starting in 2013.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Really cross genre a lot of buzzwords as well. There. Yeah, they, don't, really they don't is. want to be uh, pigeonholed, do they? I feel no, like I well, get they're,
2: th- they're put and they're pushing all those genres, which is so great. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, really, real revolutionising the field. Truly, yeah, truly movie, great, industry.
0: great art pushes those kinds of boundaries. Mm, you know? Sorry, I'm mm, just saying. true
2: art. Uh, our producer Zane, uh, what, what what are your thoughts on um on Sharknado? You can just say it off camera, it, off mic. No. It's a no. It's, it's a no from Zane.
1: Uh... Essentially, I, I feel as though the comedy aspect of it came into into it later. Like, the first one was, like, completely earnest. Uh, all right, so basically what I'm going to do, there are six Sharknado films. Yep. Uh, and I'm just going to breeze down, give you the brief summaries Rapid of fire. these films because... Who wants to watch... I don't want to watch these. Like, okay, okay, okay. I've not watched these. I don't want to watch yeah, these. That's the thing. I didn't even know there were six, right? Yes, like, six. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought there were, like, th- three? three, four max. Um, there were six films, and... Uh, they all follow the same two people, right? Yeah. So, uh, Finn Shepard and April Wexler, played by Ian Zerig and Tara Reid, uh, respectively. <laughs>
3: Big stars.
1: Big stars. Um, hey, Tara Reid was in American Pie, so. Oh, uh, man. And that was you. a cult
2: classic. Um, well, actually, no, fundamentally, it was a cult it was. classic. It was it a great. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's a not. It's, I, don't, I don't know about Sorry, it being
1: a great genuinely didn't film. I not know who those people were. <laughs> There are in all six films uh, with other sort of co-stars coming in and out. uh, I'm sure as budgets sort of altered. Um, So Sharknado 2013. Here we go. A freak cyclone hits Los Angeles, causing man-eating sharks to be scooped up in water spouts and flood the city with shark-infested seawater. With fuck sharks. (laughs) With fuck sharks uh, in the seawater, bar owner and surfer Finn sets out with his friends to rescue his estranged wife, April. And their teenage daughter Claudia before the sharknado in co- in inverted commas.
0: What is this? It's some kind of sharknado. There's a, there's a tornado and it's and it's full of sharks. Sharks. What are, what are we gonna call this guys?
3: Cycloshark.
0: just
1: <laughs> torn sh- sharko, Uh <laughs> before it reaches them. All right.
2: Pretty pretty stock standard. Yeah. Yes. We've all we've all been there. He's out to redeem himself and his marriage. Yes. By saving them from Cyclone. Really, just, really yes. the, the
0: Sharknado is just a vehicle for his own personal growth. Yeah. Isn't that really what cinema is all about guys? It really I think it is. So. About telling human stories?
2: Yep. This is this is one of the most gripping human tales I've ever heard of. Mm. Second film? Uh, Sharknado 2 The Second One
0: uh, is Good. the name of the film. Is it actually just is the subtitle actually the second one? The Second One. one.
1: Uh, that's true. It's in 2014. Artistic, genius. Artistic genius. gorgeous.
0: So Finn and April,
1: they're in New York city. Yeah. Uh, to promote April's book, how to survive a sharknado and other unnatural disasters, which is a real book. You can go and buy it now if you so choose. Uh, and it's, in it's Excellent. of course about the LA sharknado. Uh, as that happens, the city is hit by a sh- severe storm causing new sharknados to emerge. Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: What are the chances? What are
0: the chances? Sharknado three. Oh, hell no. That's it. <laughs> I tried to think of something that just rhymed with Sharknado, and that was the best I that guess? they could do. Sharknado, I do not, there's like oh, no hell pun no. in it. How many yeah. exclamation it's just, points. Oh, hell no. With
1: one exclamation point. 2015. Um, so they're pumping out one a year. Yeah. Following the events of the previous film, Finn and April have remarried and are expecting another child. For his heroics in the Sharknado it's battles. It's a shark. It's a shark. I would love that. It's a it's baby shark. A modern Mary Toft. In Fork Bringing it back For his heroics in the Sharknado battles in LA and New York Finn is in Washington DC To receive an award from the president However (laughs) Can anyone guess? Is there another Sharknado? When he is there he encounters a new Sharknado Which begins to make its way down The Feast Coast The Feast Coast, everybody the, the, not the East Coast, the Feast Coast. Oh, okay. Why the Feast Coast? Oh, uh, Because it's a Sharknado and they, they feast and it's the East
0: Coast. Is this your bit or is this legitimately That's in the That's legitimately synopsis? a
1: part of the film. Uh, Makes its way down the <laughs> Feast Coast to Florida.
2: Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens. Oh, man, there's already... What? what? <gasps>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. 2016 Sharknado. I hate
2: how much you're enjoying this. Fuck. The Fourth Awakens. Oh, shit. All right, Now it's personal, because you know how much I like Star Wars. Uh, Sharknado 4 was
1: confirmed to follow upon Sharknado 3's premiere. So literally as Sharknado 3 hit sin- TV, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the the Shark- cinema. Hit, yeah. hit
2: the $2 bin outside yeah. your
1: cole's. They were like, Sharknado 4, it's coming. So, Sharknado 3 concludes with a cliffhanger regarding no. whether or not April is killed by falling wreckage. Now, Rather than just like...
3: Not even by a shark?
1: No, no, no. Falling wreckage. Probably shark related. I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me these questions as if I know what happens in these films. No, James, we know that
0: you've told us the story of these movies with such love and enthusiasm. One I mean, can only assume yeah, that you've actually watched true. them all on repeat. I do
1: actually want to see these films at some oh, point Christ. in my life. Anyway, all right.
2: Keep going. So, so what they, what they shaking did... his head fiercely.
1: They got this cliffhanger. Rather than just like write what happens... Uh, they put out a Twitter campaign offering fans the chance to decide her fate.
3: Oh my goodness. With the
1: hashtags April Lives or April Dies. Original. Uh, with the results revealed at the start of Sharknado 4, which first aired uh, July 31st, 2016. What do we think? Does April live or does uh, April die? She's got to live. She's,
0: she lives. You've
3: already said that she's there. Can in- you imagine, though, All having six. the
0: question of whether or not you have an acting gig being dependent yeah, on a Twitter public- poll? Yeah, it's hard. The
3: general public sucks.
1: They do. In the five years since the previous film, I'm actually reading off the plot of the actual thing now. In the five years since the previous film, film Finn has moved to a farm in Kansas named April's Acres, where he lives with his mother, Ray, and young son, Gil. April is believed dead. Fucking
2: hell!
1: After being crushed. Ray and
2: Gil piss off. And he seems fucking. Ah. Shit! Oh, no,
0: i I didn't sorry. even pick I'm up out. on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: out. I'm done. Unfeited <laughs> Articles is losing its second host <laughs> of the
1: year. Uh, Ray is believed dead. Oh, okay. So the wreckage you were asking about wasn't a shark. It was a space shuttle. Sure. <laughs> she was <laughs> killed no, d- by... Don't, it. Explain it. don't explain it. Don't explain it. Shark-related space they went into shuttle? Space, I'm pretty sure. Uh, April is believed dead after being crushed by the wreckage of the space shuttle. The space shuttle. You know, from the previous film. Yeah. Um, I'm familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a bunch of stuff happens, uh, but essentially... Du, 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 du. She is. They all reprise their roles uh, There are new cast members ma- David Hasselhoff's in this one Of course he is A um, bunch of stuff happens In fact, yeah there are, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a plot heavy one In this one I believe April might become a cyborg I haven't sorry, read it I'm sorry, what? Yeah, look Anyway, let's move on Sharknado 5 Global Let's just, assu- let's just
2: assume she became a cyborg Global what? Global swarming? Oh, good. Make a global, joke out of global, global swarming.
1: <laughs> All <right>. uh, well. <laughs> the real joke interesting, is this film series. Interesting yep. that you mentioned hey. that, Curtis, because the original title uh, was Sharknado 5, Make America Bait Again. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me uncomfortable. Um,
3: no, I like global swarming. Yes. So they there. they that.
1: They landed on global swarming. Um, so they reply to their roles. Finn Shepard's back. April Weckler's back. Um, filming occurred in more than five countries Including the UK, Australia and Bulgaria This storyline depicts Finn and his allies Accidentally unleashing a new wave of Sharknadoes When they deactivate an ancient device That was actually keeping the Sharknados in check The subsequent storms escalating to the point where There's they
3: There's been four fucking films before this one yeah, This yeah, machine has yeah. not done its job keeping Kept in, in check, check. So, so you can imagine how bad the Sharknadoes are In fact, it gets now. so
1: bad that uh, they devastate the planet and the only survivor is Finn. Um, however, so Finn's the only survivor left on planet Earth uh, until he is met by a time-displaced version of his son, Gil.
3: Bwomp womp. Wow. Okay, I was so on board with this series. I was like, I'm going to go home and watch all of the Sharknadoes. Now... Um, not Time so much.
1: travel.
0: Can you imagine? Time travel mm. is the thing that makes you say no. Mm,
1: <laughs> just can it. you imagine though, guys? That's where I draw if, the line.
0: if James's internet has actually been like not working this whole time and he's been and going on a blank screen, off the top just ripping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
3: I'd believe it.
1: Um, so Sharknado Six. The la- no, sorry, it's not called Sharknado Six. It's called The Last Sharknado. Colon. It's about time. Uh, released in twenty eighteen. <laughs> At least they know. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Tara Reid, Erin Zirig, Cassie Skirbo, they're all back, back in the mix. Um, A write-up in Bloody Disgusting in February 2018 said, in his quest, Finn fights Nazis, dinosaurs, knights, and even takes a ride on Noah's Ark. Uh, They confirmed it was going to be the final one. On May 25th, uh, the film's title was revealed. Uh, There was, you know, people coming back from the previous Sharknadoes who weren't in the, some of them. It was a big event. With Finn the Last Survivor, he finds himself traveling through time to meet supposedly deceased allies, pulled out of time by Gil at the moment of their deaths, uh, before their deaths, seeking to identify and prevent the first of the modern-day Sharknadoes. After subduing potential Sharknadoes in Camelot, the War of Independence, and the Wild West, Finn is able to destroy the original Sharknado before it could escalate into the global catastrophes he had witnessed, creating a new timeline where Finn is still just the bar owner he was in the original film, surrounded by his extended family. So, yes, none of it
2: ever happened. The end. And they all woke up from a dream. Yeah. Excellent. It all never so the whole, happened. the, the whole end.
0: series is retconned. Uh-huh. Zane uh-huh. is overjoyed. Like, he's just, like, cackling with joy. What oh, could you boy. have expected? You know, like, well, come on. I think I just watched Curtis lose the will to live from <laughs> listening to that. He went you know for Padme. You know, yeah, you know
2: how Padme just dies at the end of Revenge of the Sith? <laughs> I'm sorry, she's too sad. She's lost the will to live, that's mm. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. These films are- James, there is good in him.
1: Padme no, Curtis no, no.
2: The Sharknado was too strong. <laughs>
1: uh, so Rotten Tomatoes reviewed all of these films, or, you know, aggregated all the reviews from these films. Uh, Sharknado, the original, got an 82%. Of
2: course it did, because Rotten Tomatoes is awful and don't ever trust it.
1: Yes. Uh, Sharknado 2, the second one, was a 61. Sharknado 3, oh hell no, was a 36. Bit of a sharp drop on that one. Uh, Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens, a 17.
3: Oh, shit. I'm noticing a trend.
1: Sharknado 5, Global Swarming, 38. Oh, so uh, better than 3 and 4. There you go. Sharknado 5, The Return to Form. Um, but then Sharknado six, uh twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So bringing it background uh to to where it where it all really
2: could have only ended. Anyway, so that's been asked for this week. Yeah. Um. If you never want to hear this podcast again, we understand. We complete. Uh, it. It's been a fucked time. What right. an episode this one was. This huh? is probably the most mammoth episode. This emotional roller coaster.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: I like. I feel like emotionally, I've just lost like twelve years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> this
1: was the Sharknado of unfeatured articles episodes. I'd say we've grown. Wouldn't you all agree? Yeah, so there was Archie versus Sharknado in which, uh, you know, the Archie comics. Uh, yeah, they just, you know. <laughs> Take that, Riverdale. Sharknado comes to Riverdale. Riverdale gets hit by a storm of Sharknadoes and Archie and the gang having to deal with them uh, as it makes its way down the Feast Coast, as we said
0: before. Fuck me. That was. That no, happened. James, I'm
1: putting a pin in your all sharknado right, all right, shit. All right. Uh, thank you so
2: much for listening. Thank you so much for
1: listening. Yeah, thank you. We're sorry.
0: If you made it through to the end, we're honestly so, so grateful. Yes. Thank
2: you for coming on this episode, Xander. The pick most tiring. we got to pick a winner.
1: We're all losers. You know this, right? right. You know yeah. we're all losers. I feel like I have
3: lost in this episode.
2: Mary Toft. Yeah. We had Haku. Mm-hmm. We had Epcot. And we had sh-
1: the Sharknado, the, the film, film series.
3: series. Um,
0: now...
1: Zana Sullivan, do you wanna
0: who do you vote for? I have to vote for Sharknado. Like mm. I'm as much as I was both blown away and uh disgusted by Mary Tofton, and indeed as interested as I was in learning about uh Epcot mm. um and its its rich, optimistic dreams of and, and history. The Sharknado, just the, just the just the sheer roller coaster that that I was taken on, just from yeah. hearing a brief synopsis of the film series, I've got to give it my vote. Yeah, I only scratched the surface. <laughs> I know, man.
1: Like <laughs> fucking hell.
3: Anna, um, I would like to vote for James just due to the like crazed, m- like man- maniacal glee in mm. his eyes. But so I think, do. So I'm do think vote I'm for gonna me. go with Mary Toft just because oh, of like. Yeah the fact that it made me want to vomit
2: yeah fair enough James
1: uh yeah I'm also gonna vote for Mary Toft I think that that was uh despicable
2: and yeah. an affront
1: <laughs> and the to, the, the to life fair so enough. yeah
2: well I was gonna vote for Haku but uh it would seem that uh Mary Toft has won has won once again very nice well Just well she own didn't own really win She's won she more. didn't go to prison
1: yeah that's I guess I, w- I guess that's <laughs> a win
4: yeah, yeah she like, didn't die I thought from, the end of that article another was another child
2: cons- after that. Concerning, yeah. the,
0: concerning the fragility of health in that time, the fact that she was able to do all of that and still just shove rancid meat off her hoo ha, <laughs> guys, we could talk about Mary Todd for and like we will.
1: hours. But uh, we're going to wrap up. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us, uh, of course, listening in on iTunes, Spotify, or your podcatchers. We're on uh, Facebook, Unfeatured Articles. We're on
2: Instagram at Unfeatured Articles as well, and we are on Twitter at Unfeatured Pod. That's correct. Uh, my good friend Xander Sullivan, it's oh, been yeah. a pleasure to have you on today's it's episode. It's been an
0: absolute delight to be here. Do you um, have anything to plug? Yeah, what do you, you got coming up, man? Well, honestly, if you just follow my Instagram handle, it's XanderDude, I will keep everybody updated on any potential uh, wrestling bookings that I have coming up. They're usually, like, every Saturday night. Sometimes, in, the, I think at the time that this episode airs them. this
2: will be valentine's day
0: actually hey. ladies and hey. okay
1: i'm wondering hold on because when you mentioned it was like feb feb 1st 1st 7th 14th oh yeah yeah the canon the canon of course <laughs> the timeline but that said did episode one come out on february 1st it does it did not okay i've lied to you all i was thinking about that as you said on the first episode but it's fine anyway it's fine we we gotta, so we'll it. timeline is, is an illusion it'll, it'll be
0: around ra- reg- 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 valentine's reg- day yeah regardless follow follow me on instagram i will let you know if we've got yes. any wrestling matches coming up Most likely, the ones that uh, all of my friends in the area will be coming to will be uh, one by the Australian Wrestling Alliance uh, at the Zoo in Fortitude Valley. So keep your uh, keep your I ear guess. to the ground.
2: Yes, because you are a solo wrestler, which we we didn't we haven't gone into a bunch. But uh, yeah, you, you have a solo wrestling career, and then you also mm-hmm. are a
0: tag yeah, team. I'm, an, I'm You're tag a tag team, team champ. I am. I have I I have my championship belt. He's got uh, a belt.
2: He's got an actual belt. It's, oh, that it, he hits
0: people with. I have huh. I only only when I need to yeah. to in order to retain. Thanks, yeah. yeah. belt.
2: Now we, we we let's address the elephant in the room. The, the 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 reputation that wrestling has is a bit of a is a bit of a uh, a bit of a show, but it, that is what it is. Look, it's a, sh- it's a, it's a show. It's a performance. And it is one of the most <laughs> intense things. Mm. He showed me a, a video of
0: him fucking wrestling on YouTube. And it is
2: insane. There's you want to hit it your is, head on a fan. I did famously. Oh, yeah. I did famously.
0: I have the scar to prove it, but legitimately um, people give wrestling like such flack for, you know, like, you know, it's fake and all that sort of stuff. But it is legitimately the single most fucking entertaining live spectacle that you can um, be a part of. You know, they, the, the the old quip is that the two greatest Amer- um, inventions America ever created was, uh, at least in my opinion, jazz and pro wrestling. So there you go.
2: <laughs> it is insane to watch, and it, um, I could not recommend it more highly. But uh, yeah, so follow Xander on It's Zanda dude on Instagram, and he'll That's keep right. everyone up to date. Uh, what about us, gang? We do anything? Probably. Just this. Pretty yeah, much.
1: we just chill out, yeah. have fun, record some podcasts sometimes. Yeah, some fun.
2: we'll have a Good Time Boys show coming up soon, which we'll keep you updated on. Sure. Um, and yeah, in the meantime, um, if you are wondering how this season's going to shape up, go back, listen to any episodes you might have missed last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we're probably going to be doing something similar to that as well. We'll have a bracket. We'll, we, we choose, a, we're back to choosing winners. We are. So uh, we will
1: see indeed. Um, indeed. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, browse. Responsibly.
3: Okay, so you
2: find yourself in a rustic tavern. It's lit by a fire and a hearth and a grumpy-looking bartender. And, uh, I roll to crime. What? I rule to crime.
3: Oh, crime. I'm proficient. I assist. Sweet. I roll to crime with advantage.
2: Okay. All right. What crime exactly are you committing? Uh, To steal the hearts of everyone listening to us right now.
0: No, I take it back.
2: (laughs) Laura Disorder is a fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast where the worst kind of people team up to rid the world of slightly more worse people. It's a whole thing. But not the worst... Follow us on iTunes or on your podcatcher of choice. Find us online at That's not or find Law and Disorder on Facebook and Twitter. And now, on with a game. A that's Not Cannon Productions podcast.
3: Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the
1: price tag. Say hello to Quince.